All right, y'all. Gen Con. Day three and four recap. Daily diary type thing. So I'm kind of cheating. So you guys can tell the audio difference, I'm sure. That I'm home now. I'm actually recording this on Monday because of the fact that I was in no condition to record on Friday. And then Saturday, I physically just was spent. And so yesterday, flew home, da-da-da-da-da. So as I said in the weekly look ahead, I was going to record this today and get this out to y'all tonight. So that's exactly what I'm doing. Obviously, I have con voice, so bear with me. But if you were with us... Uh, back at Essen or Essen time last year, you guys heard plenty of interviews where I sounded <clears throat> just like this. So, yeah, I try and take care of my voice as best I can, whether it's throat lozenges, lots of water. Life happens, whatever. It's worth it. I'm okay with it. Plus, you know, Amanda doesn't mind it too much. Little Barry White. Hey, baby, what's up? How you doing? Anyway, all right, so Friday recap. So first off, something weird, or at least unlike other major conventions, that at Gen Con, they don't allow press in an hour early after that first day. We're not going there to buy stuff and you know steal stuff from regular attendees. We're going there to talk to publishers, distributors, stuff like that, meetings, interviews, that type thing. So I find it odd that they have no problem with it at Essen. Origins lets us in a little early. Yeah, anyway, whatever. I got to say, though, there were considerably less people in the vendor hall or exhibit hall on Friday than there was on Thursday. What I'm thinking happened was that everybody got their game, their hot games and then went and played them on Friday, or at least that's how it seemed. It wasn't like it was... It was dead or anything, but it was considerably less traffic in there and less congested throughout the day, I noticed. Which then means there were less folks coming up to the booth to say hi, which to be expected. There were so many that came on Thursday, bought t-shirts. I didn't have that many shirts left. I think I had 16 shirts left after Thursday of the 61 that I brought. So that was that was amazing. Anyway. So some folks that did stop by the booth, the guys from Board and Dice, Irak and uh, and Eric, actually stopped by the booth. The two guys from Board and Dice. So I got to give you guys a little background, and I can't remember if I touched on this uh, when I talked about it at Essen, but I've been waiting on the follow up to Pune Imperium, which was that what Beer Empire became for legitimately going on four years and if you go back into all my anticipation geek list you see yep there it is nope still not happening yep still not happening da, 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 even though it was in work fast forward to Essen last year and the guys were showing it there at Essen so I told them how much I dislike the artwork uh, in uh, emails or, or, or correspondence whatever leading up to it but you know I had my concerns because of the way the game looked. It looked a lot lighter than what I was fearing Beer Empire was supposed to be based on uh, it being a a revision of Pune Imperium. Well, as it was, I didn't actually make it to the guys' booth, the Borden Dice guys, until 6.05 p.m. on Sunday at Essen. 
SNNs at 6 p.m. on Sunday. So literally, people are leaving. Essence o- spiel's over. That's it. But I finally made it over there. And they, uh, there were the other people working the booth were starting to tear down the booth and all this stuff. And they were like, hey, let's sit down. And I was like, look, just give me the, uh, the high-level overview of the game. And they did. And I got to say, I felt a lot better about things after I the guys put me uh, put me through the took me through the overview of the game. It seemed like there was a lot more meat there than what I had feared had been stripped out. So on that note, the guys were like, "Oh, we really appreciate how much you got. You've been looking forward to this. Da 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 da. da. We're gonna get you the first copy off the presses. It's gonna come to heavy cardboard. That's yours." I'm like, "Cool. You don't have to do that, but all right, awesome." Just hope I like the game. Well, the UK Games Expo back in June this year, they were selling the game. Crickets on my end. I didn't say anything. And then I, I, I in the weeks leading up to Gen Con, I, I sent a message to Iraq. I was like, yeah, whatever happened with that? He's like, you're going to make me ruin the surprise. I said, what surprise? He said, nope. I got something for you at Essen or at uh, Gen Con. I said, well, I don't know if I'm going to Gen Con. Ends up, obviously, I was going. So they said they were going to come by the booth. Okay. They came by the booth, and they handed me a open copy of Beer Empire. The reason it was open, they had one of their artists that had done work on one of their other games draw a caricature of Amanda and I inside the lid of the box. And so it's now a one of a kind thing, whatever. I know some people are worried about uh, our relationship with publishers or designers or whatever, and whether or not we're going to be able to continue to be fair, honest, and thorough in our reviews of games. But if you listen to the show, you know how much we will hammer anything that's wrong with the game or what we perceive as quote unquote wrong with the game. So that said, I don't really genuinely fear it myself. And I actually told the guys, I said, man, it's really going to suck if I hate this game. Uh, They laughed, had a good time, whatever. So that was just, that was really cool. That was really thoughtful of the guys and really appreciated that. So long story for that, I realized, but that was a, that was a cool moment for me there at the, uh, at the booth. Then after that, uh, I had some meetings set up, publishers and with a distributor. Then after that, uh, folks started meeting, congregating at the uh, Capstone Games booth for the last second impromptu heavy cardboard meetup. Grabbed a bunch of folks. We went outside Hall J, grabbed some more folks, uh, went further up the road a piece because I forgot St. John's Cathedral or the church isn't opposite Hall J like I said it was. Oops, my bad. Anyway, we found a bunch of, oh, and by the way, uh, there's a guy, uh, a fan of the show, listener, viewer, by the name of Ryan, who was there with me for the meetup. And somewhere between there and where we went, we lost them. So Ryan, if you're hearing this, I'm sorry. I don't know what it, where you went. I hope you're alive and all is well. You were missed. So there was a herd of elephants walking through downtown Indy, heading over to the Indy City Market, which closes at 9 o'clock. We got there, I don't know, just before 7, call it 6.45 or so. 
We go in there and it, it's very similar to kind of North Market over at uh, Origins. Awesome. However, all the food vendors were closed. So wait a minute. You're open till nine, but all but one or two of the food vendors is closed. Really? Really? Man, that that was frustrating. So then we had to figure out where the hell to go because, uh, don't know. Brandon from Brawlin Brothers was heading our way, so we were kind of stalling waiting for him to show up. And there were some other people. Uh, the guys from Board Game Anonymous joined us, Adrian from Mile High Game Guys, and a whole bunch of listeners viewers uh joined us we ended up uh deciding on a place called oh shoot i can't think of the name it's a scottish bar mcgarvin no anyway max somethings and we ended up going there and it started out yeah we need table for 15 became like 25 by the end of it and we didn't have room so we ended up having a bunch of different tables whatever and then hung out for drinks after food uh the food was really tasty and then the drinks were were flowing well let's let's put it that way Uh, a lot of the folks kind of went on their own way or whatever but there were a handful of us that uh stuck it out it was we were playing i literally have no idea what it's a haba game you you have a bunch of sticks that have colors on both ends you pull it out you make a bird's nest you have to put eggs on it perfect kids game or bar game while you're drinking so that was a lot of fun there was uh, a bar crawl going on at, at some point throughout that anyway place ended up dead and we were like okay the night's not over we gotta go somewhere so we leave we go walking around downtown come across this real swanky jazz bar uh and wine bar and i'm like yeah not really feeling the vibe here but i went up to the bar the uh the doorman and i was like hey do you know of something uh, a place that's let's say maybe a little bit more rowdy <laughs> he kind of chuckled and he said yeah go down to the to the dancing girl and you'll find some down there we were like dancing girl okay he pointed so we just walked that way okay cool and there was a dancing girl, uh, like an LED, like swaying back and forth. And it's one of the art pieces that's there on the street. Okay. So it really, it really had a feel for like a, uh, like this might sound disparaging. It's not meant that way, but like a Euro trash, just feel to it or whatever. And we were like, and it wasn't like in front of a bar or anything. It was just on the corner in a, as a display okay so we just kept walking and we came across this beer hall so over to the right we go in we go down some steps and it looks like something that just you would expect to find a beer hall in germany had a big bar not a lot of ton of people in there however you could hear a lot of people so we ordered drinks and it was at this point it was me, the board and dice guys, John, and some other guys. And then after we got drinks, we headed upstairs and oh my, we headed back up a few steps and there's about 2000 people out there in this, in this beer garden. They had some sort of like German 
polka mute band going and it was total non-gen con it was just normal indie folk not that we're you know what i mean whatever it's called the rascaler not to be confused with the uh the table maker but anyway went up there and we were like yeah we found the place to be 11 o'clock though apparently there's a noise ordinance that goes on and whoop music stops at 11 place starts emptying out and that was the end of that so then we start heading back to one of the guys's cars and we can't now i've seen all kinds of different busking on city streets and everything but this was a new one to me and it was i would say my favorite busking that i've ever seen in my entire life there were five kids out there and by kids i mean maybe high school maybe early college age out there all with standing on pieces of plywood tap dancing they all had tap shoes on and all five of them were up there it was almost like challenging each other and it was amazing to watch i actually took video of it and yeah it was it i stood there for like 10 minutes watching these kids tap dance because that's a skill i always was fascinated with and if i had it to do over i would have loved to have picked up anyway threw him a couple bucks cool and then uh, all of us that were we were pretty, we, we were feeling no pain at this point. Me, the uh, Borden Dice, the, our, our, the Polish crew, and uh, the guys, we headed over. Whatever, long story short, uh, we got a ride back to the hotel. And uh, yeah, that was the end of Friday. It ended, I don't know, I want to say 2 in the morning or so. It was late. So, went to sleep, and I had an early morning because I had a meeting at 9.30. So, woke up, had no problem getting up, but ooh, balance wasn't so hot, let me tell you, on Saturday. So, like I said, had an early meeting, that went well, and oh my, it was the whole busy uh, Saturday, to be expected. Saturday is always the busiest day at any con that you go to. Because you have families that, oh, they work during the day, during the week or whatever. So folks come in on Saturdays to the vendor hall and everything. It was swamped in there. It was fantastic. Met a ton more listeners and viewers. And then one thing that I, I found really interesting that I, I really wasn't prepared for. And I'm just looking at this, just shaking my head. So apparently on Thursday, Fantasy Flight gives vouchers to for whatever their hotness is so in this case i think it was legend of the five ring corset and ti4 and you had to pick it up by close of business on friday and if you don't it's first come first serve come saturday so i walked into the hall maybe 10 minutes after it opened and just was shaking my head laughing at how long i mean these people were planning on waiting in line for hours it looked like to be able to get those on the first come first serve and I was just like yeah thanks but no thanks it's not like it's exclusive it's just if you had to get it first I guess that was your thing I'm not don't get me wrong you know if that's your thing you really wanted it go for it I'm just saying for me I was like uh no so there's that then after after the hall closed I went around said my goodbyes because that was going to be my last day I had no interest in staying for Sunday anyway, because Sunday at Gen Con tends to be a, I mean, it's good if you want a lot of deals, because publishers don't want to haul this stuff back, they don't want to have to mail it, so like Cool Stuff has a monster booth there, we had bought a bunch of stuff on sale, 
the Sunday of the first time we went five years ago or so. However, other than that, yeah, just no interest in, in every, I had done all that I could do anyways on Saturday, as far as meeting folks, as well as networking and stuff for the show. So come that point, I was, I was dead on my feet, just exhausted. However, it was really nice. I met up with, uh, John, Steve, and some other dude, uh, outside. I was going to go to Fogo to Chow kind of as a celebratory, but literally I would have gone to dinner by myself other than Steve. Steve was like, yeah, I'm down. Called John. And I was like, Hey, what are y'all doing? He's like, I blew a lot of money on games. I don't want to go somewhere like that. So I was like, we're not tied to it. We go somewhere else. So we went to a pizza joint in town off the beaten path again. And Really tasty pizza, really good pizza. It was a portobello mushroom, and the crust was delicious. I just wish I could think of the name. I'm sure when John hears this, he's going to tell me the name. But anyway, after that, we went and got some Froyo, and then headed back towards the ICC. The guys were going to go game, but I was spent. I was wiped, so I said my goodbyes to everybody then. I was supposed to meet Clay and Uli for another prototype, but... When I went there, the, I, I think they were at some other meetup or something, the Secret Cabal, something or other. Uh, so they weren't there. So I just said, okay, I'm good with that. I went up to the room and luckily remembered to call Amanda. And I say luckily because I was I was out. I was ready for, I was spent. So called her and basically was drooling into my pillow while talking to her. I was so tired. So I went to sleep. I had to get up at 4 o'clock in the morning to be able to catch my uh, catch a Uber, 4.30 to head out. So made it home on Sunday, completely uneventful flight. That was awesome. Went to breakfast with Amanda, went home, got to rest a little bit, did the uh, weekly look ahead and stuff here. And then Rolf Sagel and his wife Yolanda, who he is half the design team of Wildcatters, that is getting redone by Capstone for Essen. He was here in the States. He actually was there at Gen Con. They came to Denver. They came over to the house, checked out HCHQ. That was cool, though they were both a bit under the weather. So we didn't go to dinner or anything like we planned or sit down for an interview. He just wasn't up for it, and I wasn't going to force it. Plus, we're going to see him at Essen, so no big deal, no harm, no foul. And that was that was pretty much it. That's that that was Gen for me. So in total, I would say well in excess of three hundred folks I met that came up to the booth. Hey, big fan of the podcast or or YouTube streams or whatever. That was amazing. Truly, that right there, if nothing else happened at Gen Con, that made the trip worthwhile. It was awesome to meet all y'all that were there and those that weren't, truly, that was the highlight of my con. Had a nice benefit to having network with a bunch of companies that we had, didn't have any kind of relationship with. So that was cool to always touch base with that and touch base with others that we had. And meeting and meeting some uh, media folk that we'd never met, uh, like I uh, Hunter and Crone. I got to meet Crone. That was cool because I, I wore his shirt. I think it was on the Climbers uh, live stream. Uh, Meeple Pete had given me a shirt of theirs. So I was like, yeah, I'll wear it. So it was cool to meet them. 
saw Afghani Lane, Paul Grogan, whole host of uh, Sean from Dukes of Dice. That was actually a really, really interesting, long conversation he and I had. So that was really cool. I really enjoyed that. A number of other folks. I don't want to try and list everybody because I'll forget. And then, yeah, you know how that works. Anyway, last but not least, we made a little survey for six questions for folks that, hey, give us some constructive you know, feedback. We've had over 260 responses so far. I mean, yes, we're giving away five things for people to give their feedback or not giving them away for those that want to stay anonymous. But the feedback's been amazing so far. So if you're interested in doing that, heavycardboard.com forward slash survey. And I think that's open for another week and a half thereabouts, maybe close to two weeks. It says on the site, I'm tired. You guys can check that out. Other than that, yeah, seriously, meeting folks and the networking and just being around the geek culture and seeing some of the really amazing cosplay and the less than amazing cosplay from some folks. And just, yeah, it was just, it was a lot of fun, exhausting, and I can't wait to do it again next year. We definitely got to go back, even if a lot of the games were not in our wheelhouse. Well, you know, I wasn't going to mention this, but I'm going to say this one thing, and you guys can listen to the rest on Thursday. Game of the Con, the best game that I saw, experienced, anything. On Friday, I had a demo for a game called The City of Big Shoulders. It's not going to be out until late next year. Far and away, the best game that I saw or experienced at Gen Con. If you want more details on that, listen to the episode on Thursday when we talk about it in the Gen Con recap. Other than that, that's all I got, guys. You can hear my voice. I need to give it a rest. Thanks, everybody, at watching. Give us feedback if you guys like these daily diaries. And I promise for Essen, it will be daily, like that day, because Amanda will be there with me. So that'll help. All right. So I guess we can put uh, the 2017 Gen Con in the books. It was amazing. I'm glad glad I got to go. It was cool to experience, but I'm also really excited to have eight weeks of no con. All the content, all the time. So, on behalf of Amanda, I'm Edward. Thanks for listening, y'all. Check out the episode on Thursday. Catch y'all later. Bye.